Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. I Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Sloppy Joe, slop, sloppy Joe. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> the first episode of Little Marty, the only podcast that I'm aware of dedicated to covering the work of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween, and ah. I am joined by my co-host. Uh, Sorry uh, to put you on the spot. My name is Jeremy of Innocence. <laughs> <laughs> great. Off to a great start. That's a, re- that's a reference to Age of Innocence, a Martin Scorsese yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Wow. Uh, so you knew what I was talking about, and it still wasn't funny? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, welcome to... You know what, Jeremy? This is a new podcast, and I'll, I'll explain what this is. But I just want to say, new podcast, new vibes, my man. Mm. New vibes going in. I'm feeling, mm. you know, I, I'm i feeling, like, loose. You know, okay, as soon as we right. came up with this topic, uh, covering we're covering the Sandman. We're covering the uh, Scorsese man. Yeah, the, the Spaghetti I mean, Man. The Sandman and the <laughs> sure, Spaghetti Man. The Spaghetti Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, if you're, if you're a new listener, we've been covering films for the past couple of years on, on our podcast. Uh, we've done David Lynch. We've done uh, Stanley Kubrick. Recently did uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Wes Anderson, Paul W. S. Anderson. We don't have to go through all of them, but. We like to uh, do this very confusing and time-consuming thing where when we switch topics, we will completely rebrand. We will mm-hmm. change the name of our show. We'll change the artwork. You probably heard a new theme song. Hopefully, I got that finished in time. And uh, yeah, that's what we did for this. And I think Little Marty is going to stick around for a while, Jeremy. We've got uh-huh. a lot to talk about. Um, and... Just to set it up, we're going to be going back and forth uh, chronologically, starting with Adam Sandler. So, you know, the next uh, film we do is going to be a Scorsese and then a Sandler, and we're just going to keep going. And, you know, we may skip some of the just Sandler, like, cameo movies. Like, I, I you know, I, I would lobby for us not to cover the hot chick. Sure. Uh, <laughs> if, we, if we don't have to. But uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what we're going to be doing. And Jeremy, we, we, we do have a Patreon where we will most certainly be covering some supplemental material as well as other movies and theme months and doing listener requests. And, and tell the people about that uh, Patreon. Of course. Well, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy is where you can find all of the beautiful wonderful bonus episodes that me and Eric do together. It's uh it's a really good time over there. You know, we have a lot of um we have a lot of like special episodes that maybe relate to what we're doing here on the main show and maybe don't at all. Uh for a while we were covering uh Tales from the Crypt, so we'll probably get back into that at some point. We do a lot of like rankings episodes. I think we did like our favorite SNL cast members as one of our episodes. Of course, we've covered multiple Leprechaun movies, so don't even worry <laughs> yeah. about that. Um Yeah, and, and and but mostly what I my favorite thing we do, Eric, and I've never shared this with you. But my favorite thing we do on the Patreon is when we do fan requests. So uh, when people yes. come to us and say, hey, will you cover the movie Funny Games from 1997, the Michael Haneke film Funny Games? Uh, I'm like, hell yeah. Like, we have this to is do great. it. We have to thing. do it. Yeah. And, you know, it's always it's always a great time. I mean, you know, and we've got a good, you know, uh, ensemble of characters over there signed up for that Patreon. Really big fan of all these people. And, you know, we kind of, you know, we kind of we kind of like tailor our podcast to their their every want and need. You know, because because they're the people, they're the premium fans. They're they're showing their love and and their support. And, you know, we've been doing it for like two years. So at this point, it's just so nice when people 
subscribe at least for a month and just get in there, show their support. And, you know, maybe maybe you'll find a bunch of episodes that you like. Maybe you'll decide it's not for you, but uh, you probably won't do that. But if you do, no hard feelings. It's always there for you. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Yeah, and absolutely. J-Dog, uh, <laughs> let's dive in. We're talking Adam Sandler, okay? Wait, and Eric, Eric, my name is yeah. Jeremy Deeds. <laughs> Jeremy Deeds. <laughs> is that better? Love it. It's a little bit catchier, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So, and my name is Eric of New York. Oh, that okay. actually sounds kind of nice. That's pretty good. That's pretty Eric good. Eric of yeah, New yeah. York. Now, I'm sticking with Eric Halloween. From, from uh, okay. now on, here on out, Eric Halloween. And, um, you know, we've been covering all these other directors. And I, I guess, like, two, we've covered a couple Scorsese's. We've, of course, covered Huvi Halloween. And I guess these are two guys that we, like, just really wanted to, to explore their filmography. And, Jeremy, tell me a little bit about your background with Adam Sandler. Like, when, when did you discover him? How yeah. is your he's he's his career has like spanned our lifetimes. So like, how has your journey through uh, being a fan of Sandler gone? Well, the first thing I want to say is just a, a a brief little word about the the show that we're doing. You know, like the last the last the last three directors we covered, we did them all in a row, and it was the films of Wes Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, and Paul W S Anderson. So we like. We're definitely doing like a bit, right? Where we like had these like kind of mm. high art, like indie, interesting sort of celebrate, you know, critically acclaimed films by critically acclaimed filmmakers. And then like we threw in like a weird like guy whose films, you know, are pretty high, you know, pretty high budget, make a lot of money, but are kind of like... I don't know, uh, artistically bankrupt in a lot of ways, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, like, uh, we, we, the bit has been sort of that we're, you know, we cover some high art and some low art at the same time. I think the bit is still stands here, except uh, I'm way more excited about covering Adam Sandler's films than yeah, I am I Paul W.S. Anderson films. I, I, I do think we have a little bit of that going on, but I, I, I also think, you know, we were going into that one, like not knowing who uh, Paul W. S. Anderson is, and like mm-hmm. not really knowing much of his work. Whereas with this, we're both huge Adam Sandler fans, and yeah. you know, this is just our opinions. But yeah, I think some of his movies, and like it, including the one we're going to talk about today, going overboard, are like, you know, there. I, I think there's a case to be made that they're they are less that have less artistic value than say <laughs> Raging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could make that case. You could make that <laughs> yeah. claim. I, I'd yeah. be comfortable with that. But I think in this case, though, like we really like uh, both both parties here. We like really like Martin Scorsese. Obviously, he's probably the most celebrated American filmmaker, <laughs> like of our generation. Uh, his name mm. is just synonymous with good filmmaking. Um, and then we really like Adam Sandler. Like you know, I, I feel like there. There's going to be a dip. There's going to be a lull in the filmography here once we get to the uh, mid, mid-aughts mid through the 20-teens. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Adam Sandler. So I guess to answer your question, I, I thought Adam Sandler was hilarious. He was like one of my earliest memories of SNL, one of my mm. favorite uh, performers on SNL. I didn't actually have him in my list when we did, uh, when we ranked... Um, our favorite performers. But I think if I was to go back and do it now, he'd be, I would have added him and I think he'd be pretty high up. Uh, in fact, I might've even forgot he was on (laughs) SNL when I was making that list. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I just like, I freaking loved, um, what I would call like the gruesome twosome of Adam Sandler films. This is like, uh, uh, Billy Madison and happy Gilmore. I, I, I grew up with those films. All my friends, man, we just, we love Sandler. And then when I started to get into like directors and auteurs and started getting into PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, I found, uh, who did I find as soon as I got there? It was Adam Sandler waiting for me yet again, uh, completely reinventing himself and doing something completely new. So, uh, and then you cut to, you know, years later, I'm not really digging Sandler's stuff. He cuts a deal with Netflix, not really into it, not really watching the films as much. 
And then boom, out of nowhere, Adam Sandler's back. Uncut Gems comes out. It's my favorite movie of that year. Uh, you know, and and now he and suddenly he was everywhere in all these interviews, doing like cool ass like roundtable actor interviews with all like De Niro and shit. And yeah. then, uh, cut cut to Hubie Halloween comes out, and like, dude, it it's not a bit. That's a fun ass movie. <laughs> like, that's a good a movie. movie. Yeah, I, and like one of the best movies of twenty twenty for real. Dude, no one believes me when I say that I like that movie. Like, I was just doing an episode of Video Games, a comedy show, and everyone was like, wait, what? Like, even Connor, Connor McCabe, Jake Sprague, they were all like, they were all like, no, you're kidding. You don't like it. And me and July Diaz, we had to, be, we were sitting there, Hubie <laughs> Halloween defenders. We were like, yes, it's good. You're like, no, it's really good. We've I saw it's it great. twice. <laughs> so that's kind of my history. Eric, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I grew up, Adam Sandler was the first, like, comedian or actor that I was like, oh, I like this person, and I think this person's really funny. You know, I was the kid, like, you know, quoting, uh, like, I could quote every line from, you know, Happy Gilmore when I was a kid. Like, some yeah. kids could, like, be good at football or something. I could just, like, quote Billy Madison pretty well, yeah. um, you know. I'm not very good at school or athletics, but I could, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just always like loved the Sandman. I mean, I was unfortunately like when I was watching SNL live, it was a little after Sandler had left, but I still had all of the, you know, the best of. And I had a, a friend whose family recorded like years worth of SNLs live to VHS that's and we would watch these old SNLs and I got to, I was lucky enough to see a lot of that Sandler stuff when I was younger, like, you know, all of his songs that he did and, and, you know, he, he was like, cause he did play guitar and stuff a lot too. And I liked playing guitar and was like, oh, that's cool that he's like funny and like a rocker. Like, I don't know. I just always thought he was cool. And I, I, I will, I will admit, I kind of like went astray a little bit. I think a lot of people did. I th the last one that I saw in theaters was "That's My Boy." And <laughs> I was genuinely like, bad movie, like, like legitimately not funny. <laughs> I, I yes, and I have my hopes were high because this was like 2012, so he had been doing all these rom coms, and I was like, well, this sounds like a return to form, and it was a little bit of a letdown for me. And then I kind of fell off for a while. Um, but I always revisited like Big Daddy. I always revisited uh, uh, Billy Madison. You know, I'd keep going back to these movies. And then he does something like Uncut Gems, and you're like, damn, that's right. He's really a really good dramatic actor. And I don't know, man. I just love him. Like, I feel like there was a period of time as like when he got his Netflix deal where it was like in vogue to like rip on the Sandman. And I think that sucks. I think Adam Sandler rules. I think he's like, he's he has not gone through any like transformation. You know, he's just the same person. He's just always wearing like hoodies to award shows and doing whatever <laughs> he wants to do. And it's like, I, it's cool. I think he's great. And I also think like another criticism of Sandler is that he doesn't have range which because like he kind of plays like the same character and i also think that's false i mean obviously with uncut gems uh you know he 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 did something way different than we're used to seeing but like even compare like what he's doing in big daddy to the water boy hmm. completely different you know roles i think we're just so used to him being this like silly guy you know being this like hmm. funny guy that like just him being funny is like, oh, he's doing the same thing. But I, th I think the guy can do a lot of stuff. He can sing. He can he, he can do it all. He's a good guy. Uh, well, I so, mean, yeah, I want to jump in here just real quick though, as a as a little bit of a a little bit of a, a defense, I think, on not enjoying Sandler though for those Netflix special, like the, that Netflix deal. Like, man, it, shit got really cynical with adam sandler like i mean like he yes he's great and yes he maybe the dudes never changed but like when you get to the jack and jill years like what people are not liking is not his performances it's that he like he cashes in like his studio money uh, to like these like uh carte blanche like oh go make a movie funding to basically go to hawaii with his friends and make jack and jill and it's like 
dude the movie is like not good and it's like <laughs> it's been it's been it's been it's been like critically like uh look you know like under under scrutiny you're realizing like these are actually like not even real movies they're like they're like movies that are basically commercials for like dunkin donuts and uh carnival cruise lines and yeah so there there was like there has been a time and and we'll get there in this show where it, it's not just like oh sandler's doing the same old shit it's like no man like sandler himself like i think got cynical and like stopped making mm. good movies. I think, if anything, I think Hubie Halloween to me is sort of a return to form. If anything, interesting. Uh, I but, will but, say, but, but to be fair, I haven't seen some a lot of those Netflix films, and those could be great too. I don't know if those are good or not, but I do know that like I think the last one I saw that like r- that like really turned my stomach was Jack and Jill, where it was just like, oh my god, it was just like. It was like I think the funniest joke in that whole movie is like somebody gets hit in the nuts, <laughs> which is a funny <laughs> joke, but like you know, I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I will say that era of Sandler movies is a huge blind spot for me. So yeah, you 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 have a you have a point there. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I mean that's something that I'm really excited to just you know get into is like i i have to like i want to bear witness to all of these i think that i i actually think that i'm going to come out of this with like a gr- even greater appreciation of adam sandler mm. um but i also am very aware that i think we're gonna we're gonna have to watch some some stinkers here and there oh yeah oh yeah stinkers uh, will come but you know what <laughs> even scorsese has stinkers everyone's got stinkers yeah yeah we all make stinkers we all make stinkers, man. So, uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, so, he, Sandler, I guess he started, uh, he, he was kind of like, from what I gather, he was like uh, uh, pushed into doing, not pushed into, he was um, interested in doing stand-up comedy, and I guess he had a brother that like got him into doing stand-up comedy that kind of like encouraged him. But he was discovered by Dennis Miller, uh, who saw Sandler in L.A. and recommended him to SNL, uh, producer Lorne Michaels. Uh, Sandler was hired as a writer for SNL in 1990, became a featured player the following year. So this is all like pretty soon after Going Overboard comes out. Now, before SNL uh, and before Going Overboard, he played uh, sort of like some smaller roles on The Cosby Show and apparently... An MTV game show called the called Remote Control. Uh, so getting into going overboard, released in eighty nine, the year of my birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once Sandler became successful after appearing on SNL uh, and in the Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore films, it was given a wider release uh, in nineteen ninety six. Um, I have also read anecdotally, and I think this was just like an IMDb trivia thing, so who knows, but that he is uh, deeply embarrassed by by this movie, and that that it's left off of his filmography on his website. Oh, Um, oh, really? Yeah, I haven't haven't verified that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That seems like, Uh, that seems a little extreme, like... I mean, this movie is not good, but at the same time, like, I think he's, I actually think he's pretty good in it. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's, yeah, and it's it was interesting to see, like, how much Sandler that we know is there, like, right from the beginning. I mean, Mm -hmm. he commits. He, like, commits pretty hard. He's, like, super silly. I I don't know. It's an interesting, uh, it was an interesting watch. We'll get into it, but, uh, so, Going Overboard was directed by Valerie Bremen, mm-hmm. um, also, uh, who also directed a movie called Bikini Squad and an episode of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. Yes, and some <laughs> film with uh, John Favreau called, like, Love, something about love, uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, Chef. Yeah, Chef. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> Uh, some notable cast members, Billy Zane. Did you recognize Billy Zane, Jeremy? You bet I did. It was driving me nuts too. I was like, "Wait a minute, Who, I've, this I've <laughs> seen this guy before." Yeah, uh, yeah. That was, that was driving me. Also, Billy Bob Thornton. 
too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And 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 we get Alan Covert right away too, which is someone we will be seeing many times, Alan oh, Covert. Yeah. Long-time collaborator. I think they met in like college or something. Um Sandler and Covert. But uh yeah, this is Sandler's film debut. Uh shot entirely on a cruise ship going from New Orleans to Cancun. You, you know, there is less information on this film out there on the internet than I wish there like was. I wish there was more. Right. Cuz oh, yeah. I'm reading about this and I don't understand. So here's the other thing about this cruise ship. It was it was going to the Miss Universe pageant and it was <laughs> filled with beauty queens from all over the US. So my question is like did they hear about this and have an opportunity to like get on this ship and then write a movie around that? Or did they like luck out? Like how did that all <laughs> come to be? Cause it seems like a sort of like, it seems like them filming a movie was kind of second banana to the fact that this cruise ship was taking beauty right. Queens to a pageant. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, hopefully one day we'll get a chance to ask the Sandman himself. Um, as far as I can tell, though, I, I, I had no I, I had no idea that was the case. They even make a joke about it in the beginning of the film that like the film has no budget, but they just happen to have access to this boat. Yeah. At which point I was like, that's that's like... I don't know. That's a funny start to the film. I was like, that's cool. You know, like, uh, yeah, kind of wearing, it's like a little meta, I guess, but it's like wearing the, uh, like the honesty of the, of the films. Like, I don't know what you're about to see, like wearing it on its sleeve. Um, I read an, an article on Valerie. Um, uh, what's her name? Valerie Bremen. Bremen. Yeah, because I was like, who is this person? Because it's like she's cl- she's in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's like this blonde, yes. you know, very, you know, beautiful actress. Uh, but she made this, which is kind of like a teen, uh, like a horny teen movie. And then another like, hor- ki- like another movie that's, at least it's called Bikini Squad. I don't know if it is a horny teen movie, but... Like yeah. the cover of it looks like a horny teen movie. Uh and then she just disappears I, forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like her last film she made was in 2012, uh, which is a long time ago. So I was like, oh no, is she dead? Was like my kind of my first thought. And I don't think she is. So I read this article about her, and it's just like basically like, yeah, you know, some people in Hollywood, you know, they they kind of make it, but then in order to stay like where you have a career, you got to really work at it. And some people just don't end up doing that. And they end up kind of just falling away. And it was like, wow, kind of an honest, uh, look at just Hollywood in general, you know, like that is interesting. It's like that one guy from the, there's like one guy from the state that just became like a banker. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and to me, like that's that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't even like, um, my it makes my uh, what am I trying to say? Like, like I I can't even like understand that. <laughs> like it doesn't fit inside my worldview, you know. I'm yeah, because like, it seems like she was like building up, uh, you know, a, a resume and 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 you know the thing about that that seems to happen with you know Hollywood and that kind of thing especially back then is like once you kind of like get your first couple of credits you kind of just keep going you know what i mean mm-hmm. even if it's like even if you're you're just churning out junk you at least kind of like keep keep going you get on like a a sitcom that lasts for like 8 years or something and then you just i don't know um yeah it is interesting right yeah i mean it looked like this honey i shrunk the kids television episode she directed was like yeah, maybe she'll go do TV for a while, like you know, like a lot of directors do. And but and it was just like no, like just very short lived, like nothing really came of it. Pretty pretty uh like pretty interesting. It's it, it always like kind of almost creeps me out when I see stories like this. 
just like they just what happened to them? They just went away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like I didn't know you could do that almost. So the camera crew uh, apparently forgot to bring a box of lenses on the ship. So the director <laughs> of photography <laughs> was forced to shoot with the wrong lenses. I got to be honest with you. I didn't really notice. I wasn't paying attention to the cinematography in this movie. Dude, just the fact that they thought maybe they would have cinematography is insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Also, like, here's the thing is, like, they could have just, like, booked all these tickets on a cruise ship and just filmed it, like, without coordinating anything. Because think about how big a cruise ship is. Like, yeah. Some of those are huge. And the sets in this... We're not seeing like these huge like overhead shots of this all these people on this cruise ship. It's like the most people you see in a shot is like forty people in the audience of a stand up show or something. Right, and, right. On like right. a small section of the deck. So I don't know. But uh the project project went from concept to completion in three months. It was written in three days. <laughs> uh, filmed in six six days and uh two additional days for pickups. The budget was a mere Eight hundred thousand dollars, which is actually oh. more than I. Eight hundred? You mean two? two I I read two hundred thousand. Oh, yeah, I probably wrote that down wrong. Uh, the I mean that's imp- yeah eight hundred thousand like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know yeah, why that's, that's like that's like that's like totally not like a a feature film budget that you would make today, but would be shocking for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they had 600 of that went to, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was a huge star at that point. Uh, the character of Dickie Diamond was based on Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty obvious. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, first role for Sandler and Covert. Uh, they have collaborated on almost every movie since then. We talked about that a little bit, mm-hmm. but, uh, Jeremy... We are, uh, I guess, you know, let's talk a little bit about the plot. Now, the synopsis, I guess, that we go off of is a little bit, is a little bit short uh, <laughs> for this one. <laughs> do you have it pulled up? Otherwise, I'll... Oh, yeah. I got it pulled up. Okay. You want me to, you want me to do it? Yeah. Shecky Moskowitz Sandler is a struggling comedian working on a cruise ship. Shecky gets his chance to be the ship's comedian when it is thought that the regular comedian Dickie Diamond had fallen overboard and drowned. So that's half the movie right there. <laughs> half right. the movie has already taken place by the time that even happens. So is there anything you want to talk about about like just the presentation of the movie, like it's super meta, right? We should t- say like Sandler's talking Very in camera. Meta. He's uh, sort of narrating, half narrating the film. Um, there's a lot of story that goes on, but then it's interrupted by like doing bits into camera mm-hmm. kind of a thing. It's It seems like a really fun movie to be a part of. Yeah. It's very funny games. Yeah, it's extremely <laughs> funny. It's extremely violent and really <laughs> yeah. poignant. No, yeah. it's just it's a it's like uh and this is like oh man, this is eighty nine, right? So this is not we're not even in the nineties yet. So a lot of the humor, unfortunately, and I mean almost everything in this movie does not hold up as funny today. There was only there, everything that was very everything that made me and Jackie laugh when we were watching this was I was just like people being rad, you know, like people being radical. Like, like at some point, um, a character is like, gets interrupted. He's like, listen to music. gets interrupted. And it's like, and I think his line is something like, what what are you doing? I was rocking my dang head off. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like lines like that, where it's just like, it's just, so funny the chuffa they call it just like the lines in between the jokes or whatever were were funny but like anything that's supposed to be intentionally funny is kind of not because you know there's some racially insensitive stuff in here there's a lot of transphobic stuff in here a little misogynist oh super misogynist i mean at some point he's he describes the women like 
all the women is like being hot. He's like, yeah, yeah, super hot and super clean. Like they got to be clean. It was like kind of a creepy way to describe women. Um, But I don't know. I think what I like about at least the first half of this film is the energy. It's like got a good energy to it. It's like a teen comedy romp, very cheap, very silly, very slapstick. Um, Yeah. Any, any notes though? Anything you, you thought for the first half of this film <laughs> yeah i think you know well first of all the op- the opening sequence i gotta say it looks like it was made with colored pencil uh-huh oh yeah <laughs> you the know cartoon? what i'm talking about the brick oh, yeah. background yes. yeah uh and i was like all right i we're in for it with this one but yeah i don't know i mean i i love watching a a super young sandler like it's i guess what what is at right after this, I guess he does SNL right away, and then mm-hmm. film wise, uh, Conehead, yeah, Coneheads. But what's the first? So Billy Madison is like six years. Oh, that's six years later. Jeez. So I guess that's a long. That is a long gap in time. Because I was gonna say this looks like way younger than the Sandler that you know I grew up watching. Right. I will say, have you seen this movie before? By the way. No, I'd always seen it. I was it was always at Blockbuster though. I always remember seeing it like for rent and thinking to myself like, I should watch that. I like that's a Sandler movie like and I that I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that I, far. I knew what this movie was. Like I knew what it was called. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. Um, what about you? Have you seen it? Yeah, I rented it when I was like 13 or 14 or something and um it was you know even for me being obsessed with like Happy Gilmore and stuff, I I don't think I finished it. <laughs> I was like oh, yeah. uh, this is like too old and not really my kind of comedy, I guess at the time. Yeah. Still not my kind yeah. of comedy necessarily, but uh, I mean, how would you describe this film as uh, like as opposed to other Sandler films? Like it's got a lot of the same Sandler uh, humor and like I, and this joke is structure. like Caddyshack style comedy. Like it's like some of the jokes are like jokes that like uncles tell at like yeah, a yeah. family gathering. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah. and 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 it's kind of like I don't know. Yeah, like I guess like a Caddyshack. I mean, Caddyshack's a really funny movie, but. Um, just the wit, like yeah, the delivery, <laughs> sort of that classic like stand up kind of. It's got that like classic stand up, like Vegas stand up kind of like stink on it, where it's it, like. Uh, it's funny they make fun of that dick. Like they're they're making fun of like um like uh real male driven stand up comedy with that dicky character. But yeah. to me, there's no difference in the jokes he's telling and the jokes Adam Sandler tells. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, and by the way, I, I think they did this kind of on purpose, but like all the jokes are awful. Like none of them are good at all or like would even be like passable in a stand-up club ever. Yeah, you know I mean, I- these are like, um, they're like popsicle stick jokes. I, like these these aren't like this type of comedy, like stand-up comedy just like doesn't exist anymore. They're right. not even like, even like, people who do like one-liners and stuff it's like it's it's just a different format i guess it's just like a yeah. whole different thing but i don't know like uh i do i i i really like adam sandler's character in it i mean i it's just like kind of seems i i i did it sort of in preparation for this i was watching a couple of early sandler interviews and there's uh there's a really good David Letterman uh, interview on on um, YouTube. It's like if you just Google like first Sandler appearance on Letterman or something, mm-hmm. uh, you'll find it. But it's Sandler just being all nervous, and and he's like probably the it's probably around eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, mm-hmm. and oh, he's very that. it's very similar. And he tells this joke <laughs> that I keep thinking about. That's it, 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 I'm not going to be able to do it justice, but he basically says that, like, you know, he was with his friend and he saw this girl that he, like, wanted to ask out. and But he was too nervous and he was like, yeah, my friend said, uh, 
you know, just ask her, like, what's the what's the worst she's gonna say? No. And he and, and he was like, yeah, all right, I, he's got a good point. So I went up to her and I asked her. I said, I asked her for her phone number, and she said, "Get away from me, you loser!" <laughs> <laughs> and just the way he delivered it was so funny. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, like it, there, there's something really charming about this like young Sandler that I that I really enjoyed watching uh, in this. The cruise ship. I mean, the I. I don't know. I didn't love the like <laughs> little cuts to like the beauty queens. Oh no, dude, that their sucks. Little jokes. <laughs> um, I hated the rock star guy who's yeah, like putting that, sucks. His, that woman's fingers in his. I I didn't like that. Uh, I don't know. I, it's I think not even really that, that good like. of like. Hey, who would be on a cruise ship? You know what I mean. No. Like it doesn't even like it should it should have had like the old couple, the yes. you know the the family, you know the the maybe the like the the woman who's like a divorcee or something like it didn't even have like good like tropic who's on a cruise ship characters it was just like a bunch of women a rock star um who sh- who if if they really were as big of a rock star as they think they are they shouldn't be on that boat they should have maybe their (laughs) own private boat or something like i you know i don't know and then of course as stand-up comedian um so yeah i I, it's it's uh it's just like you can just tell though man like this is like this is a film that like kids made like they were children when they made this movie you know what i mean like I don't know if you remember like your first like little writing project or script, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, but really it, it's stupid. just like, it's just like, so like full of like Kevin Smith, you know, influence and stuff. Like, like I remember like me and my friends like wrote like a, a script when I was like 19 and it's just like, like what we were like really into is like Adam Sandler, Kevin Smith, like, um, you know, like uh, like comedy, like not not quite like Dane Cook, but like Mitch Hedberg. Like you just kind of are doing what's popular at the time, mixed with like what you like, and uh, and yeah, you, and you're not good at it. <laughs> so that's what this film felt like to me. It was just like, oh yeah, they just they just suck right now. They're just like not good. Like Sandler's such a a clear, charismatic, talented comedian. But almost it's like not quite the Sandler we know yet, you know? Yeah. I I will say this is another one of those comedy movies. Those uh uh and I wonder I think we'll probably I, I feel like the Waterboy might be one of these, but it's one of those comedy movies where every single character is stupid. Like everybody yeah. is dumb. Like, yeah. even in Billy Madison, where every single character is dumb, there's, like, a Veronica Vaughn, you know? Yeah, it's always but usually like, the women characters are usually the ones who, like, have, like, smarts or whatever. Everyone is dumb in this, so there's no one pointing out, like, how... Re- there's no one, like, grounding this movie at all. Not right. to be, like, too, you know, critical of this, you know, silly movie, but, it's like... Stupid. It is weird, because I, I did notice that when I was watching this. I was like, maybe that's why some of this isn't working for me, because there's, like, no straight man in any yeah. t- of the bits or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, you're you're not wrong. There's not. <laughs> but, I don't know. I kind of sort of liked the like weird like dream sequence like the boxing sequence and just like the way it, uh, it was just like really strange how they how they did um i'm trying to think of the other one where he's like wakes up in like an insane asylum or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah that was a, that was the point when i was like this is a weird movie <laughs> what do but you think like... of the go ahead no 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 yeah yeah what do you think of the whole like side uh i guess like sea story of the assassin like people like hate the... it hate that <laughs> yeah. like super bad and also just like super like uh r- like racially insensitive yeah um but also just like not like like those dudes were like so annoying <laughs> what did you um, think of it 
I mean, I don't know. I kind of like. I th- I do think the you know there there's there's like the they keep doing this bit. I don't know how often they do it, but they're, where they're just like repeating things over and over. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. like gets a little old. But I do like this like sort of. There's always this sort of like sidebar story in, in that we like keep going back to in like comedy films of the '90s, where there's like some type of assassin like trying mm. to kill you know mm. Lloyd mm. and Perry or you know whoever. Right? The yeah. Are. There's some like element of danger to it. Something that they're yeah. doing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is kind of a common trope in these comedies. It's like it's like. You want it, the dumb guys to have to face off against like the smart right. like mobster guys who just don't like, get it. Like Kingpin comes to mind. I think there's yeah. some like storyline. Man, remember Kingpin? Dude, Kingpin's great. I love that movie actually. It's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> uh so what's what's next on the uh synopsis Jeremy? What, what oh yeah. Next? So uh Dickie actually locked himself in the men's room. <laughs> Shecky is nervous about performing, but King Neptune, played by Billy Zane, convinces him to go for the opportunity by telling Shecky about the power of laughter. Shecky's first performance is very unsuccessful as he is booed off the stage. This also made me laugh. Anytime he got on stage, everyone's just like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, very really funny. Like him. Um he is especially heckled by a construction worker, Dave. You know, it's so funny. They just wanted to, I, I could tell whoever wrote this Wikipedia just wanted to wedge in Billy Bob Thornton in here, but he is not a character in this movie. He's in yeah. one scene and that's it. And it's not a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how he even like got to be a part of this. I he Well, I can tell you this in 1989, Billy Bob Thornton was probably not a star at all Mm. that's that's my that's my guess is like he's not really yeah because i don't i mean i'm gonna look at his filmography right now but i i can almost guarantee you yeah yeah this is his like third film hunter's blood was his first one (laughs) south of reno his second one yeah, the first movie that I recognize his name on is Tombstone in 1993. So he's got a Damn. while to go. His his career is almost okay. as long as um, uh, Sandler's. Or it's a little longer than Sandler's, but barely. So, uh, yeah. however, after a lecture by Milton Berle, so that's another thing about Sandler's. He needs multiple people to like uh, in dream sequences to come and give him a pep talk. The first one being uh, <laughs> Poseidon, King Neptune. The second one being Milton Berle. Uh, Shecky succeeds in making the audience laugh. I don't get how... I think he... Did he do this just by stealing the material? I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At that point, the terrorists come on board and want to kill Miss Australia. Shecky, Uh remembering the advice about the power of laughter, saves her by promising to put the assassins in a film. Which, by the way was not a plot of the f- movie at all. There was nothing about a film or Sandler wanting to make a movie or something. It has nothing to do really with anything or even comedy specifically, like stand-up comedy specifically. He's just like, I'll put you in a movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, yeah. this film has an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's... It's always interesting when we start, you know, a new director, a new, you know, whatever. Um, it's interesting to see that first movie. It's it's really, uh, I mean, yeah, I I like, I don't like this movie that much. Like it's 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 the but there's things that I appreciate about it, and I and, oh yeah, and I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I I enjoyed watching it. Um, there's a lot like, it almost like transcends criticism at this point where it's just like whatever like it exists and it's so long ago and these people are so like sandler's so young in this Mm -hmm. and it's just like whatever you start you make a movie and he he he, you know he performed the hell out of that character and and kind of like showed us 
his personality right away, and it it, it that's kind of cool. It, but it yeah, this movie's reads, really stupid too. Yeah, for sure. It it reads like a student film in a lot of ways, like something right. you'd make like right out of college. Like it's super inspiring, right? It's like it's like it's almost like when you watch Clerks, you're like, wow, anyone can make a movie, <laughs> right? Like uh, like in, in in Adam Sandler's case, all he needed in this film to make this movie is a, a location, and then like he just got all of his funny friends to you know take basically a vacation which is probably which is so funny because like when you're when you're thinking about like kind of what i accuse sandler of later on in life which is like oh he makes 51st states just so he can take all of his friends to hawaii right Mm. uh you look at where the beginnings of that start it starts right here like they had a boat and so they're like let's go on a cruise (laughs) and make a movie and it's like yeah like like why not be on vacation and at work all at the same time that's the adam sandler way and you gotta right. respect that, um, Peter Berg. By the way, I'm just looking at I'm looking at some of the cast list. Hidden inside of the cast list, it may seem like no one's in this, but like Steve Brill is in this. Do you know Steve Brill? Um, I, I, the name sounds familiar. Who is this? He's directed almost all of Sandler's movies later on. Okay, he directed Little Nicky, yeah. Deeds, Without a Paddle, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Sandy Wexler, Hubie Halloween he directed. Um, and he wrote all the Mighty Ducks movies. Also, uh, freaking Peter Berg is in this movie. Do you know who Peter Berg is? Mm, another one where it recognized the name, need a refresher on the... He, uh, he's responsible for Friday Night Lights. So, oh damn! Yeah, yeah. I he's love the Friday he's he's the creator of Friday Night Lights. He his his films. What did he inc- do in this? He's an actor. He played uh oh. he played Mort Ginsburg, <laughs> whoever that is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's like uh yeah he's an actor and a and a director and uh and yeah he directed Very Bad Things, The Rundown, Friday Night Lights, The Kingdom, Hancock. Battleship, Lone Survivor, Deep Water Horizon. He wrote a uh, bunch of movies too. Anyway, so yeah, like uh, who else is in this movie? That's kind of a kind of a cool kind of a cool get. Adam Rifkin. Yeah, he's best known for writing. He's a writer, film film writer. A lot of people went on to work on like really cool stuff. Yeah, the writer of Small Soldiers is just a actor in this. <laughs> um, you know, I'm 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 sort of like because this is on Tubi, by the way. You can watch mm-hmm. it for free on Tubi. I'm sort yeah, of like also YouTube jumping around to different points and like all the scenes <laughs> that are outside. Everyone's squinting. Yeah. <laughs> did you yeah, notice that? I'm just noticing that now. I like everyone's squinting. I did not notice that, but that is very awesome. Um, cool, man. So, hey, are we rating these movies? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think we should? Certainly. Yeah. What are we, uh, out of Chucky Freckles? Yeah, we got to, we, you, you know, we started as a Chucky podcast. I think it's only fair that we rank, continue ranking these films. I love that. Chucky Freckles. And Jeremy, I have to know, how many Chucky Freckles out of four do you give this movie? Because, okay, but here's the thing. It, because I know there are going to be some fours on this list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, this has to get a one. It just has to. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't, I, this is a weird case where I actually don't, like, this is not the same kind of one that I give a Paul W.S. Anderson movie where I'm right. like angry. <laughs> I'm like giving it a one because I'm so mad and irritated I had to watch this. This is a one only by virtue of I know what's coming later. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I, you know, for that same reason, I'm, I'm also going <laughs> to give going overboard a one. I think we're. I think this is a, is a smart uh, move, Jeremy. Because if you yeah. listen to our, you know, especially our Paul W. S. Anderson movies, we would start to like retroactively lower scores for previous Paul W. S. Anderson movies. For sure. Um. So yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. That being said, one out of four. Still appreciate this movie. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad that it exists. 
Oh, not yeah. gonna watch it again probably, but uh, it's it's cool. It's cool to see uh, you know the, the the young Sandman, and that's pretty much the selling point of going overboard for me. So Jeremy, I am pulling up. I'm tr- pulling up the Scorsese uh, filmography, uh, and I'm trying to remember to recall what we had which, settled on because he next, does some. He does some like di- short documentaries and stuff at the beginning of his career, right? Yeah. So here's my thing. I think we should cover his docs. We gotta cover his docs, but we're gonna do yes. that on a different episode. I don't think we're gonna do that as our first episode. I think what we should cover, and I'm just going to his uh, his Wikipedia is the is actually I think a better a better mm. uh, a place to go uh, to to. To, to see this and I so I'm going to suggest that um, our first uh, we watch his first feature film first and that is, is a film called talking? Who Who's That Knocking at My Door yes originally called I Call First from 1967 um, yeah starring Harvey Keitel right off the bat so super Love super it. excited about that. I'm glad I'm going to get to see some of these movies that I probably would never watch or would need like a you know, would have to be get real intentional about watching some of these. But uh by the way, yes. you can watch this on Amazon Prime, probably where I'm going to watch it. Rent it there. Yes. And uh you know, I, I it's it's worth mentioning cuz you cannot see us you know, our appearances when we were recording these. We do wear board shorts and mm-hmm. hoodies when we record the Sandler episodes. Yeah. Scorsese episodes, Jeremy, we're suiting up. We yeah, we're suit suiting up. up. Yeah, still board shorts, but suit tops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Necktie and everything. Uh, so, yeah, so, Jeremy, anything you want to plug before we, uh, you know, sign off? Nah, absolutely not. Well, sign up for that Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We are doing Muppet Month this month. So we're covering a couple of the Muppet movies, starting with the the very first Muppet movie, which we're about to talk about. Very excited about that. Uh, And some of the other ones. uh, And, uh, yeah, we do a bunch of crazy stuff over there and take fan requests and all that stuff. And, uh, anyway, thanks for listening. See you next time. And Norma. I'll see you in my dreams.